you are the type of salon that does not have a policy at all, child safety policy, no kid policy. And then someone comes in with their kids and then you just complain about them and rip them to shreds in the back room all day and get so mad and just villainize that person for bringing their kids. Don't be that stylist. Hey there, lovely listeners of the Messy Hairstylist podcast. We've got something super exciting for you. Have you ever thought about getting a little one-on-one coaching session with us? Well, here's your chance. We're offering a few lucky listeners the opportunity to hop on the podcast for a free coaching session. We are going to deep dive, get insights, and tackle those challenges together. If you're not in your head thinking, yes, that's totally for me, then head on over to themessyhairstylist.com slash messy coaching to apply. Welcome to the Messy Hairstylist Podcast. I'm Kelsey Morris. And I'm Abby Warther. Whether you are a mess literally or figuratively, we are here to help you take imperfect action to find your success as a hairstylist. Have you, Abby, ever been just enjoying your day at the chair and working hard on your clients and in rolls Susie? And Susie comes in and you see her and you're like, oh, yay, Susie's early for her color appointment. But she brought three kids with her. (laughs) That has happened. Yes. Uh, Okay. Now, now I love kids. I have three kids of my own. I like other people's kids. I actually like kids and I don't mind kids in the salon. My favorite thing is. When, when someone had, wait, there's a Instagram meme that's rolling around right now or a, a reel. And it's like, it's like Susie says she wants to bring in her kids. They're really well behaved. And it's yeah. just like a video of them just destroying things. Yes. Or it's the clip from the office where it's uh, parkour and they're like jumping yes. around everything. Yeah. Yes. So today's topic centers around children in the salon, the policies, the thought process, and all that goes along with it. Yes. Ooh, such a, uh, I think that's a, that's a topic for sure. That's a yeah. topic. Yeah. I think it's going to be one of those that is, um, everybody's going to have a different opinion and different yes. perspective. A strong opinion. Yes. Yes. Strong opinion. So what's yours? I have um, no policy on a no child policy in the salon. So Um, I know that that's a thing where they're because of safety reasons. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But like you said, as a a mom of three, and I just, I also get that too. And I think that my like empathetic heart is there first Mm -hmm. because rarely have we had a a time in the salon where someone does bring their kid in and it is literally dangerous or really disruptive, like maybe a couple times over the many, many years. But, um, I just, does it make it more difficult? Sometimes, yes. Mm-hmm. Does it make it more distracting? Is it loud? I mean, th- there's a lot we can go into with why or why not. But as a whole in my salon, I do not have a, you cannot bring your child with you in the salon. Um, and when clients do, they do a pretty darn good job. And I got a good group of stylists with me who we kind of all like help out in yes. that scenario, right? Yeah. And I love that because- not not all of us are even mothers, but it's just like, for me, I put myself in the client's perspective. Like what if I was a stay-at-home mom and my husband worked constantly and I just couldn't get my hair done. And the only way I can do it is if I bring my toddler with their tablet and snacks and all these things and, and hope for the best. I think yeah. about that. But I know 
but there are so many situations that really stress stylists out with um, the kids coming into the salons. Yeah. I mean, so I'm the same way. I don't have a policy regarding kids in the salon. We have kids in and out of our salon all the time. Um, in fact, just, and it's kind of what you were saying, like everybody helps out last week. I had a client who had a brand new baby and she was like three oh. months old. And, you know, this was her like, you know, this was her day. Like she's a stay home mom. She was excited yes. to get her hair done. And she had texted me and said, do you mind if I bring Rosie? And I was like, absolutely not bring her. That's, that's totally fine. Um, I do love the heads up, you know, and yeah, in those true. situations, I really do love a heads up and the baby, she just slept the whole time. And it was funny because, um, we were going back to the shampoo room and I'm like, do you want to bring her with us? Or do you want to just like leave her here? She's like, Oh, I don't know what to do. And my other stylist was working on a highlight and I was like, Hey, do you mind just watching the baby? And if you know, she moves or cries, just like give us a shout. And she's like, Oh, absolutely. And she just like I stayed in her that. little seat and slept. So I, I definitely think there is, you know, that side of it. And I understand that. And I'm the same way. And I'm, I'm very empathetic when it comes to that. Um, I have, however, had some pretty bad experiences in the salon with the kids. Have you? Yeah. I'm going to tell a couple <laughs> stories. Okay. All right. Story time. Let's okay. Go. Story number one. So this person not to be named um, comes in and she has two children. She's actually not my client. She is not my client. Mm-hmm. And every time that she comes in, and I see her, it's like deer in headlights because she, I mean, every single time has, has her two kids with her and, and that's fine. They're like three and two. They're very close in age. They're, they're in that phase. And I totally understand that. Right. But they are not the type to sit down and play their iPad and eat mm. snacks. Yeah. They are, they are going to foot loose all over that salon. Okay. <laughs> right. So the one day like we're, I mean, I, I'm trying so hard to focus on what I'm doing. It's a really busy day in the salon. And the, one of the kids is in the, like the chair behind me, she's like playing in the stylist chair, which, okay, that's cool. Except for when you break it. Yes. Literally a $600 chair. Yes. She broke it. Not fixable. Oh, hyd- hydraulic is done. She didn't break it. Yes. Oh no. Yeah. Never to do? be repaired. What? I mean, so I didn't know that it was broken at that time. And so I was just kind of like, like, can we just not play on the chairs? You know, like I go. Know. It, and that is what's hard when there is, when someone does bring in their kids and they, they, that has happened before with not even my clients, but they are misbehaving. And then the mom is just a blip or I don't know, chooses to be a blue face. I don't know. And so it's right. so hard because you're it like, what hard. do you say? And what do you do? What do you say? So I'm, I'm trying to parent them only because like, well, it's a safety issue. I don't want yes. one of them to fall off the chair and get hurt. But also like now the chair is on the ground and it's, in, it's broke. So um, after they left and I, we were trying to like pump it back up, like it was like, oh my gosh, a hydraulics broke. So and then I was in this like really bad moral situation. I'm like, what do I do? Do I do I text her and be like, oh, hey, your kid broke my chair? Oh, like, God. and she's going to be yeah. like, well, it could have been broke already, or I didn't know. So I didn't really know what to do. So I didn't, I didn't say anything to her specifically about asking for a monetary thing or anything like that. I just asked my stylist, I was like, hey, will you just like, um, just shoot her a text and just like let her know, like, hey, just letting you know that um, the kids were playing around in one of the stylist chairs and, um, it, it's not it's not working properly anymore. So maybe moving forward, we just kind of try to keep them away from this, the other stylist stations. And she's like, okay, that's totally fine, right? And 
since then, honestly, I think since that time, she's on, she hasn't brought them every single yes, day. Yes, that's, what, like I was gonna, that's what I was thinking. I was like, you know, maybe you didn't get that chair paid for, but you set the tone of being like, hey, like, yeah. this is what right. happened. This is what and happened. So like, let's, yes. let's just be careful. And then the next story. So here's where it gets the things that are dangerous. So you mm-hmm. have another child uh, around a three-year-old little boy who's just like so excited to be there and into everything. And a stylist had a flat iron that was sitting mm-hmm. on, oh, it was, or it was a curling iron. It was a curling iron that was sitting on her station. And he walks up to it and and touches it. Now, luckily, he didn't all the way barrel it. Mm-hmm. Because if he, imagine if he would have put wrapped his hand oh all the God. way around the barrel, like, Right. Third degree burns, we're in trouble. Like yeah. this is all over. So he goes up and like goes to touch it. He touched it with two fingers. And I like yelled because I like saw yeah. it happening. I was like, no, 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 no. And it scared him. And then he started crying and he had like a little, a little burn on his finger. But those are the situations where it's like, okay, this is this is kind of dangerous. So my opinion is not necessarily that you have to have a policy in place about kids or no kids. My theory is it's about educating the parents of the risk and also the um what's acceptable in this lawn and especially when it comes to kids yeah i think it's interesting like i i definitely see especially if someone has like a larger salon um i don't know I, i'll take that back now because even if you're in a salon suite by yourself you're 100 percent liable for everything happening in there um because we haven't had anything like big things happen and our clients are very respectful. If they do bring their kid in, it's like for a short appointment or mm-hmm. they're just, they're well-behaved kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had a salon where people didn't respect that, then I could see why salons put policies out. Like for example, um, I'm on this one salon. It's so funny. We're talking about this today. I'm on this one salon's email list. Um, they're in a completely different state from mine. And they sent out an email like a week or two ago saying um, a fr- friendly reminder on child safety in the salon. Wow. Yes. I love that. I know. I liked that wording. And did I open the email and read it? No, but I just saw that heading and I thought, oh, they must, I bet you anything. They, they had, had one too many clients coming in and being disruptive because the, the kids in the salon. So I think that if, it's all about your salon and your culture and the client culture. Like, right. Like our client culture is really, I, I guess we're just lucky that way. I don't know if it's because the type of stylists that work in my salon and attract a certain kind of clients, but um, we don't have that problem. But I can see that that could easily be a problem for salons. Yeah. Um, but I love that idea. So if you're someone who's listening and have had issues with kids and maybe these things, like that is such a great way to put it into, you know, language, like, yeah, you know, safety, client safety policy. Yeah. I know. Isn't that's, that's a great way to say instead of, because I think most of the times I see it as like a no child policy. Right. Right. That just is so, um, I think that's why I don't like those because it just is like, I don't know. It's just, it, it completely turns away those busy moms that can't get away to get their hair done. Yeah. Um, it just puts a different type of tone out there. So I like that. I like that child safety policy. Child safety policy. I am obsessed with that. And I think I'm going to add that to our website, just a little snippet in there, because that is then, I mean, you're, you're in a way protected. Like I did put it out there that this is, these are our expectations and, and, 
if something were to happen, you know, you do have it posted somewhere. So I I love that idea. I think that's great. Um, Okay. So let's talk about when you have seen no children policies in salons, like what, like what's Mm. the verbiage they use? Like, what are, what do you see? Like, what have you seen? That's, I just see it saying like no child policy. Yeah. And now they, they cannot, um, unless they're getting a service, they cannot be in the salon. Yeah, that was That's my question. That's what so. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and some people don't even offer kids cuts or anything, anything like that in the salon. That's a whole other thing. Like, And I get that because if you're trying to build more of a color business and you don't want to be doing make men's cuts and kids cuts, like I get that too. But there's a difference between not offering kids cuts and being a no, a, you know, a child safety policy in the salon. Correct. Yeah, correct. So... I think that's an interesting idea. The idea of, and that's kind of what I want to segue into next is talking about, um, I don't think we've ever talked about in the podcast, like kids cuts and Mm -hmm. how we charge for kids cuts and what that actually looks like from the professional side of it. Um, I no longer have kid pricing. So I used to have like a child's haircut was less than, um, you know, a woman's haircut. And then I started to realize pretty quickly that it actually probably took me a little bit longer to do yeah, a, a child because, so <laughs> you know, they're moving around <laughs> and they're around, doing yes. the things and they always want some fun style with glitter or tinsel or something. Yes. So I was like, this is taking me longer. So um, in my salon, we don't, or I don't offer um, children's haircut. I just charge them the same as a women's haircut. And I know I you're that. hourly, so it doesn't, it's just the same. It's just, it's like a, usually it's a 30 minute, it's a 30 minute haircut. Um, sometimes my clients will bring their teenagers in and that's an hour haircut. But, um, now there's times where even now with my hourly, if I'm doing that little, they barely ever had a haircut and there's I no know. hair, like maybe I'll charge them $10. Cause it's just like, okay. it's just, the cutest thing ever. And I don't want to, I'm not going to charge a 30 minute appointment for, and and this is always for me with my business. It's one of my longtime clients. It's not like I, so there's a difference. Like when you are um, a building stylist, sometimes kids cuts, men's cuts, which don't necessarily take um, less time, but you're charging a lot less. Those are kind of hard because they start to fill up your books and then you can't get in the colors and the regular haircuts in. Um, and so I think it's, it is tough to be charging so little for men's and kids cuts because it's going to hold you back from truly building. And, and I don't know if you remember this, but I remember being a building stylist, like during the busy times of the year, holiday time, your book, like I remember I used to have to work Christmas Eve was full of men's and kids cuts. Correct. You're working like crazy. That's like the hardest day. Isn't that the hardest day? It is. Oh my goodness. When you look at your book and it's like all haircuts, tell me it doesn't just like, oh, because exhausting. It's exhausting. Not even just men and kids cuts, but like just even if it's even women's. Even now, if I have all women's cuts, because you have to start and stop a service and do the hellos and the consultations, that's a lot more. That's why I'm like, give me three big colors a day. Well, you don't even have a minute to walk away. So if you think about doing like a color, yes. you walk away to mix color. You you walk away while they're processing. Like yeah. you have a minute to like just 
you know, regroup. Mixed color. Yeah. Yeah. But when you are doing back to back haircuts, um, especially, and again, this is maybe an unpopular opinion, but especially kids cuts, like when I am doing a a child's haircut, it it requires a different level of patience and um, conversation, right? So you're not going to like, you, you talk to them. It's totally different. And it's, it's tiring. Like it is tiring. And, And not to mention like, you're, you're working and you're just with them for the whole constantly. So yeah, those, I do remember those days of just like back-to-back kids cuts, but that is a hot debate right now as a building stylist. What do you do about that? Like, do you start with like, um, I'm not going to charge less for kids haircuts, or I'm not going to charge less for a men's haircut when you are trying to just gain clientele. Like it's such a hard debate. I I don't think that you should have it be insanely cheap. I really don't because you're going to be building that clientele. And it. so maybe if you have it, not like astronomical, but a little more appropriate and closer to your women's haircuts, then you're not going to get stacked up with that stuff. And, right. But at the same time, also, sometimes a lot of my new clients in the building years came from the, the, the female sending her kids or her husband in to test you out. Exactly. So that's where my mind just went. Yeah. That's where my mind went. It, you know, you feel like it's your name out there more. It does, especially as a building stylist. Like I know there's this whole, you know, we talked so much about niching down and like doing what you're passionate about. And I agree with that. I really do agree with that. But if you are struggling in that situation where you are trying to build and your niche isn't, you know, totally there yet, like these are great ways to get new clients. Yeah, you're right. I have seen like a, a woman actually sent us a message the other day, like, hey, I just want to bring in my daughter for a haircut. And then she came in and she was like, like laughed after she like met us and was like, it was just a test run. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, totally. Like we just wanted to see how the salon was and what it was like. And can I come back for a color next week? I'm like, yeah. Like, yes, I see it all the time. Yeah, it does. It happens all the time. So I, that's why I, yeah, I love, I think we need to do an entire episode on to niche or not to niche. Have we talked, have we done that yet? I think we did that something like that. I don't know. We'll have to go back. It feels like, I feel like we could talk about it again because, um, that's something I'm seeing a lot is that we shouldn't niche down and things like that. But I, so to be, you asked the question earlier, like, what do you think, uh, like, what do you see when you see people doing a no child policy salon? Also, if you're, what, what it made me think of is if you're a stylist or a salon owner that is having a no child policy or ch- child safety policy salon, um, what kind of, so if you booked an appointment, I guess that's what I'm getting at. If you booked an appointment at a salon that had a policy like that, what would your expectation be of that salon when you go uh, in? If if I had booked an appointment in that salon, I would ex- I would expect it to be like very high end. Yes. And just like, I don't want to use this word, but this is just how I feel like a little bit uppity, maybe. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. they're not, I don't even know uppity is the right word. Just like do you know, what is the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I, I think, I think if, if I were to book an appointment at a place like that, I would be like, is this going to be high end? This is going to be about experience. Right. Right. Yeah. So and, like, and if, if that's the type of policy you have, like, then that could be part of your branding. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. Cause think about when some right. people book vacations. Yeah. And they want it like an adult only, only place. Yeah. Adult, adult only place. 
Yeah. Totally fine. And I, so that's I, a certain expectation. So it's not bad having a no child policy. I just love the one salon. I'm going to give a shout out. It's um, Patricia. We both used her for our coaching, her salon, Opulent Beauty. Um, I'm on their email list. And so um, it's it's their policy and they are an upscale high-end mm-hmm. salon. So all it about totally the experience. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And it's all about the experience. So um it's not a bad thing, but it's yeah, just like, I think I think my uppity word choice is wrong. It's like a it's a it's a different word that starts with like it's not upscale. I'll come it'll come up to me later. It's it's more just like something not, that's not mean. Yeah. It's like that's not the word I was looking for. It's because I don't think it's a negative thing. I really do feel like everybody has a choice and like you said, where they vacation, what restaurants they go to, like where they shop. And and we're all allowed to have these different feelings. And so as a client to have these options of like, look, this is, this is my me time. Like yeah. I am, these kids are staying home. I don't even want to be around kids today. I want to make mm-hmm. sure I have like a really great client experience. Like that is wonderful that they have those options and that they can research it and figure it out and find it. And then for the other side of it, when, you know, they really just need to get in there to, they have a two-year-old, but it has to happen, you know? So it's great that there are all these options we have in our industry and that we allow people to have different opinions, Mm -hmm. different ways of doing business and ways of operating a salon, whether it's kids or not kids. But he, but this is what I would love to see is if, if you are the type of salon that does not have a policy at all, child safety policy, no kid policy. And then someone comes in with their kids and then you just complain about them and rip them to shreds in the back room all day and get so mad and just villainize that person for bringing their kids. Don't be that stylist. Oh my goodness. I love that you said that. I love that. That's not fair to those people that you don't have a policy. So you can't get mad about it. And if you're going to keep getting mad about people bringing their kids in and being disruptive and it being a safety problem, then make a policy and put it out there, get the guts to do it. Instead of that's a lot of negativity in the salon. Like, Oh, great. She brought her kids again. Well, if it's that much of a problem, then make a policy, email it out, send her a text, Whatever you absolutely. need to do, you absolutely. know, like it's you can control that. I agree, and that like takes me back to like the first story I was telling about the the chair. You know, a simple conversation, and it was like mm-hmm. okay, and now it, it's it's better. So we do have to take ownership of our own actions and thought processes and policies. So like, if you feel a certain way, instead of complaining about it and putting the negativity on the universe, handle it. You know, yes. in the best way that you can. Yeah. And I love if if you are someone who does need to put that policy in place, having that mindset shift over it being a safety policy and also uh, marketing, not marketing it, but communicating it about being an elevated guest experience, how you want to protect that in your salon as well. And then maybe you won't feel so bad if you feel like you do need a policy like that in place. Yeah. Oh, that's like, that was my little takeaway from today. I love that you got that email today because that really just brought it home for me. It's perfect. Love that. 